Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. Just two more episodes to go in this amazing season where we are making it fun again. It all started with a crazy girl dancing on the street corner and turns out she's not so crazy after all. I am Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl and I am joined by Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead and together we are Homemaker Chic. You are Homemaker Chic and we are thrilled to be with you this fine Monday. Okay, we're sort of uh, in the same color palette. How are you, my dear? Yeah, these are my workout clothes. I, I am uh, actually, <laughs> mine are under here, yeah. truth be told, and I'm <laughs> smelling, actually. <laughs> I just rolled in from the gym, like, quick. Quick, go, Eat go. some food, get your earphones on, let's go record yeah, a podcast. Right? Yeah, not, it was Upper body, day. lower body. Upper both. body, not my favorite yeah. day. Stu likes too. it. I'm like, give me the booty all day. I'll squat all day long if you want me to. Just don't make me do the Arnold's. Please don't make yeah, me right? do the Arnold's. Well, thank you, honey. Yeah. Um. So yeah. yeah, it was a good day though. My uh, instructor reminded me to just submit to the burn. Just let it roll over you. It's gonna burn. There's no way out of it. <laughs> I uh, I did one that I haven't done on the tonal this morning or late morning. And um, it was so annoying because I kept having to like adjust because of my tennis elbow. Mm. Like half of the stuff I couldn't do. And I was ticked. I'm like, why did you pick this one? Dang yeah. It. Aging, ladies. Mm. Aging. Oh my gosh. No, this is from the move, from moving here. I ruined, mm-hmm. I got tennis elbow from the tape gun mm-hmm. on the boxes. Mm-hmm. Damaged goods. Yep. Damaged goods. Aren't we all? Man. Uh, we're so glad that you guys have been with us uh, here this season. The theme was making blank fun again, <laughs> making all kinds of stuff fun again. Yeah. And if you missed what Angela was talking about with the woman on the street, we started with this really silly little sort of gif that was circling around of a woman dressed to the nines, happy in her own little world, just dancing on the street corner while everyone else was frumpy and sad and she Masked. was feeling it. So she we thought, it. Mm-hmm. let's just focus for a few weeks on doing that, on like, oh, taking a deep breath, remembering that there are fun and beautiful things for us to enjoy in this world. And yes, there's craziness and madness and all kinds of terrible things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are each given our own little sphere. And yeah. We're each given our own little home, our own little family, and lots of different forms to take care of, even if it's just ourselves. And that's what we're kind of called to do as homemakers, called to sort of serve in that beautiful little nugget of a spot. And we can do a lot to change that, which is good news. And we can have fun while we're doing it. On Thursday's episode, we're going to just hang out, do a little seasonal review so that'll be fun to look back at each episode yeah today 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 we're gonna make (laughs) we're gonna make some faces fun again we're gonna make faces fun again last week we had fun these titles are actually uh they're amusing uh last week we made marbles fun again so if you haven't tuned into that episode (laughs) to see what the heck we're talking about you're gonna have to do that i swear my kids have a a yelling through the floor coming can you hear them Mm -hmm. okay that's great okay that's great. If you're new to the podcast, Angela and I have 10 children between us, not her and I. There's 10 children <laughs> between the two families. 
homemaker chic just took a dramatic turn. <laughs> uh, no, there's 10 children. So the amount of interruptions are expectedly high. Just prepare, yeah. prepare yourself. Yeah, there's no swanky studios going on here. No, there's no swanky studios. There's no swanky anything. We have this really cute little downtown area. And our town is, you know, it's new. It's not my style. It's not that cute, frankly. But I grew up here, so I have a sense of nostalgia and belonging Mm -hmm. to it. But there Mm -hmm. are some really cool old buildings downtown. And we'll drive past them all the time. And I'll say to Stu, like, I want to own that building. We should should buy that building. And he's like, and do what with it? I was like, just be alone. (laughs) Like, Can I just go in there and like... Could I just be, I don't know, just find a room to record my podcast in? I don't know. Uh-huh. Just not tell anybody? Yeah. yeah. Set up my art studio. Um, I have a really, really hard time creating art around people. So when I like, when yeah. I'm doing my still life photography, I uh-huh. like, I don't want anyone to see it. I don't want anyone to talk to me. I like, I have to go away mentally to this different place to do it well. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been able to do a new homemaker series where I actually put myself in the picture because there's been just people circulating around my house, what seems like for months. Mm -hmm. Every time I think I have a moment completely alone to do it, somebody circulates in and I can't do it. Yeah, it's it's becoming a thing for me. I'm never, (laughs) ever, ever. Just now? (laughs) Ever freaking alone. No, I mean, it's just sort of hitting some sort of like... Okay. Yeah. Pinnacle or problem. Um, Fever pitch, I, actually, I think is what they call that. Pitch. <laughs> it's hitting some sort of a pitch. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I actually feel lately, you know, we we get, we we call it being in the trenches on this show. We talk about life with really small children, especially when you have, you know, two or three or four under a certain small age. And there's that feeling as a mom where you're, you're always wiping a butt or putting a kid down for a nap or making a snack or it's just like relentless and you you are. There's really not a lot of time for yourself in this chapter. And I don't know what sort of dynamic is happening in my house, but I feel like I'm at another one of those phases. Mm-hmm. Like I broke down and cried this morning. I can't get away from it. They're always there. They always need something. I don't. I feel, I mean, it, it, it ebbed. I haven't felt this way in a long time. And lately, I don't, it's, if it, is it February? Is it March? I don't know what it is, but I'm never alone. (laughs) I was just thinking it it could be just end of winter. Like your kids love to be outside and they haven't been Mm -hmm. able to just exist a little bit further away (laughs) for quite a few months now. Yeah. Yeah, it's that, and it just feels like I'm just like at this phase where I just feel like the next, yeah, the next task is always there, and the the next task has always been there. I haven't felt it. Now I'm feeling it. I get done with breakfast. I'm, I have to think about dinner. Like there's just no, it's yeah. just doosh, 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 and mm-hmm. then it's bedtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wearing on me. Mm-hmm. I know some of you listening can feel that <laughs> deeply. Well, well, Dang. oh, it's. It does ebb and flow. It ebbs and flows so much, especially as a homemaker. Like you go through one stage with one kid and then it's a stage with another kid or maybe it's mm-hmm. a stage with your spouse or maybe it's a stage with your job or with your yeah elderly parents or your siblings or a neighbor. Like it's – man, it is. It's 
I was reading through Monty Don's gardening book and he likens his garden to a river and he's like, even on its calmest days, the days where it doesn't really seem like anything's happening, the water's Mm -hmm. moving. And I think that's definitely true for garden, which was the context he was talking about it in. But it's so much truer for life Mm -hmm. where even on your calm days, the days where you're like, okay, that was, we did pretty well. Okay, good job. Um, your kids aren't staying the same. You're not staying the same. Mm-hmm. Your home isn't staying the same. Even seemingly those days where you're just like, we just made it through. We're maintaining. I mean, everything is moving. Everything. You know, your hot water tank is one day closer to death. You know, yeah. Your groceries are one day more depleted. Right. Your septic tank has that many more flushes in it. I mean, like there's no, there's nothing that stays the same. Mm-hmm. So I think that's hard as a homemaker because that means you kind of constantly, it's like tennis. I mean, you're just like volleying back and forth. Is that what it's called? Right. That's not what it's yeah, called. Yeah, I think so. Probably. <laughs> Lobbing. Lobbing. <laughs> you might be volleying. Maybe volleying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like the tennis machine is just shooting the balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You and you're trying so desperately to hit them back, but you just yeah. can't get there. Yeah. 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 I feel it. Every mom who's ever lived, I think, feels it. Every parent. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I, what I've noticed is even the days where I look down the day and I go, okay, I only have 10 emails, two loads of laundry, and a few meals. That's it. It doesn't matter. It <laughs> still just ends up feeling huge. Well, raising yeah. children is no small thing. I mean, yeah. if you care and if you feel the weight of that, I think you're probably already in the ballpark, right? Like, Yeah, if you're like, I think Man. maybe that's what it is, too, because yeah. I've been on, in another corresponding chapter of being really, really intentional as a mother. So maybe. Sure. That, you know, I'm, I'm feeling that. I'm paying that price. Good, good and bad. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Um, no, I mean, this is this is reality. This mm-hmm. isn't our intention with this podcast was never to make it some sugar coated version of uh, homemaking. Yeah, ever. It's just to sit down with you. We don't script this. We don't. We barely figure out what we're going to talk about. I'm sure you could tell that. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh wow, we didn't notice. <laughs> we thought that was so planned. Um, it wasn't." But I mean, yeah, just you go through it and you'll get out of it. Yeah. You know, the snow needs to melt. That would help. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, I have been really intentional with the kids and um, I had a, I did. I broke down yesterday. Okay, everyone, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> I'm just crying a lot lately. But, you know, I'm a busy girl and you. it's hard to just um, – Doing things with the kids is you can either pull it off totally or it's just like, uh, today's not going to work or the weather doesn't work or something. We have an ice rink and um, we take the kids on these dates to celebrate their birthday each month, try to get some time alone with them. And sometimes the kids will say, oh, I want to bring this one with me or this one with me. You know, they'll bring a sibling in. So we had missed Amelie's birthday date last week. I don't know what was going on. Maybe it was like the ice rink wasn't open that day or something. And so... It was nice and cold, and I took her and two of her brothers yesterday, and we haven't been ice skating at all this season. 
Last year when we took her, it was like closed. They closed it up. I don't know what happened. We walk up. I've got cash, got happy, excited children, and they announced that even though the website said they were open today, they're closing and they're probably not going to reopen for the season. And I just lost it. Like big mom fail. I was so sad. I wanted to see them experience that. Mm -hmm. I just cried. I cried and cried. (laughs) That's sometimes it just hits you. You know, it did. It hit me. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, while I was crying, my makeup was dripping down my face, and so, <laughs> wow, that's How's my that for a segue. Really professional, well thought out segue, friends. Today we're going to talk about making faces <sighs> and uh, aging, all things that aging, all things that correspond mm-hmm. with our faces. Should we um, pour a glass of wine first? Sure. Let's do that. Let's do that. So for the second to last time this season, we would like you to pour out a beautiful, clean wine glass and fill it with the gorgeous wines available through Dry Farm Wines. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic is where we want you to go. These are the sugar-free, yeast-free, garbage-free wines Mm -hmm. that Angela and I stock our pantry with frankly we do way too much hard work <laughs> in the skincare department in the food department in the sleep department in the workout yeah. department we work too hard to maintain the health of and vibrancy of our bodies to put garbage in it it's just yeah. so many people put their effort into food which is a great start and then they drink trash And you're not doing your body any service when you do that, when you're taking in all those sugars and additives and colorings and fillers and chemicals. What they can put in wine is astounding. Dry Farms is the answer to that. Um, So beautiful, clean, biodynamic wines that are imported from small little family vineyards all over the world. So you'll see wines in your box from Germany, from Austria, from South Africa, from New Zealand. Uh, from France, of course, Italy, Spain, all over, really. Um, and Dry Farms makes it really nice because you can go and you can personalize your box. So you can get a box of red sent to your doorstep or to your local liquor store if you're in one of those states. Um, you could do whites, you could do bubblies. They do little fun rosé promotions every now and then, certain times of year. So tons to look forward to. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic is where you go. Yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful time of year to stock up on some rosé and some champagne, some bubblies, so Mm -hmm. that when you are entertaining or having those graduation parties or bridal showers or all the fun things that happen in the spring, uh, you're ready. That's always my advice is start now, start adding a little bit more to your stash now so you're not running out and having to like spend a ton of money to do your entertaining dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic what are you sipping and i was just gonna say entertaining you know it can you can easily spend the price of a dry farms bottle you could easily spend that just like in salami or something i mean but having these wines i like to always keep my whites chilled so that they are ready at a moment's notice you know if somebody invites us over for dinner i always take a bottle of wine Mm -hmm. because it's nice to do so um and then you know you can just take out if somebody drops by Grab out a bottle, grab out a hunk of cheese, always keep hunks of cheese, and you're good to go. Um, 
Okay, I have a special wine pulled for tomorrow night. So it's not open oh, right okay. now. I'm not okay. going to open it. But tomorrow is what my friend Cody's birthday. It's his 40th okay. birthday. And so his wife, Amber, is extraordinary. And she has planned a wonderful, wonderful birthday celebration for him that includes oysters and lobster tails and angel hair pasta and all the beautiful things. So um, we're putting on quite the spread. I'm doing oysters three ways for that mm-hmm. and flower arrangements. And we're making a big stink about it. So cool. it's going to be a lot of fun. So I pulled out a bottle, actually, for Amber and I to tap into during the setup part of this process. <laughs> to sort yes, of you have stimulate to stimulate our palate, get our yeah. juices flowing a little bit because there's going to be some of the – a lot of time spent in the kitchen beforehand. Mm-hmm. This is one we've talked about before, but we haven't talked about it in a while. It's called Hyperflux Compression. Do you remember right. this one? Okay. Yes. Yep. If you order Dry Farms, you've probably seen this one before. There's a few different varieties of this bottle, some different mm-hmm. blends and stuff that kind of come around this, but – so this is Niederosterich, region, product of Austria. It's 100% Weisbergunder. Weisbergunder. I know people get so angry at my pronunciation. Niederosterich, <laughs> right? R-I-C-H, Reich? Reich. Niederosterich? Yes, Niederosterich. Okay. Okay. Something like that. I'm sure that's really it. Niederosterich. Niederosterich. We are <laughs> so good at pronunciation. <laughs> I am who I am. Okay, this mm-hmm. is a 2019 Hyperflux Jazzy Single Sight White by Johannes Zillinger. Anyway, I chose this one. I've had this wine. Shut up. <laughs> I've had this wine I love it. a lot. I Yo- love it. I love you, Shay. <laughs> um, I've had this wine quite a few times before. It's always, it's so green apple-y and fresh and tart and like, Almost like wakes you up refreshing. There's no like syrupy Riesling thing going on with this. Anyway, so I have this one pulled for Amber and I because it goes so good with seafood. So even when you're like shelling oysters, you know, when you're opening them up and all that jazz, it just Mm -hmm. smells like you're like rolling around on the beach. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm from the Pacific Northwest. I love that smell. Love it. It's like licking the seafloor. Anyway, I'm happy there. (laughs) Do this. It is. Sue and I ate um, at this really fabulous restaurant for our 10-year anniversary a couple of years ago. And Mm -hmm. it was one of those restaurants that you go to where there's like any – on any given night, there's two appetizers and you sort of can choose which one you want, you know, and you sort of get to go through and pick your own. Mm -hmm. Anyway, everything I chose was seafood because I have a really hard time saying no to seafood when it's available. And I mean like sea urchin and gooey duck and all manner of clams and different oysters and all kinds of these weird little mm-hmm. sea creatures and anemones and row fish rows and mm-hmm. and it was amazing and it was like licking the Puget Sound. I mean it was like the Puget Sound has a very specific smell just like I'm sure yeah. Lake Michigan does. Mm-hmm. It's probably very unique. Like our Lake mm-hmm. Chelan here it has a very mm-hmm. unique smell. Anyway, it was amazing. It was like, how could the seafloor taste so delicious? Look at cool. the smell of water. Smells and tastes so good. Anyway. <sighs> okay. Let's okay. talk about our old faces. Our old faces. <laughs> oh, Shay. Okay. The hair removal is becoming a problem. Did you order like a hair removal gizmo a few years ago? <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you using it or do you need to send it to someone who really needs it? 
<laughs> I don't remember you. My hair recently. And my hair is so light and it's just so soft. I can go all week without shaving my legs and I don't scratch anyone. And <laughs> Okay, I'll send it to you. <laughs> Please. Shay. Okay, I I'm not kidding. It's you would think I had like a testosterone imbalance or something. It is getting out of control. It is out of control. I am not kidding. It's just constant. It's constant every day with the stash. Like I'm actually using a tweezers on my mustache every day. I made the wonderful. Sometimes I regret this decision. So I made this great decision. To buy that light that they always have, right, when you walk into Costco and it's like the magnifying LED. I'm like, well, that'd be great because then I can get up in my eyelashes and like have some fun. Well, it also just invites you to visit the Grand Canyon that resides within your pores and just observe all of your flaws at a really pornographic level. I mean, it's just really bad. So every day I'm like, well, there's a new hair. There's a new hair. So here's the problem. Uh, two days ago, I found one right here. She's pointing to a little, like a centimeter below her bottom lip. So we're going full on beard here. Is that what's happening? I- I'm not kidding, Shay. I'm scared. What if I? I'm going to be like a carnival trick or something. I'm going to be the bearded lady. <laughs> Because it's coming all the way down here, like clear out here, these. (laughs) And now it's under here. And then there's like the two wires that stick out of my chin. This is an issue. I don't don't know what to do. I didn't know all that was bottled up inside of there. It's so bad. No wonder I'm crying. I look like a man, baby. It's so bad. Do you ever just let your imagination run wild to what you would look like without any grooming slash mirrors slash makeup? Okay. There's that lady on Instagram that does those great uh, historical pictures. Have you ever seen those? She'll take Anne of Aquitaine and she'll take off the, the va- you know, the hoo-ha around her face and everything and she'll make her modern with a blowout and... Mm. Lipstick, and it's just like an exact picture. Okay. It's incredible. And now with that deep fake or whatever that's called, like she makes them come to life and look at you and everything. My The reverse, like imagine the reverse. Imagine me with no makeup in like medieval garb with no no skincare, oh no nothing. Oh my gosh. It would be so terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have like they would have to paint like a a brown shadow over my lip at this point if I never waxed my upper lip. What would happen? I've been waxing my upper lip for thirty years? <laughs> right when I was seventeen, my mom pulled me aside. She's like, "We have a problem." <laughs> <laughs> and that's how long I've been waxing. Oh, wait, seventeen? I'm not that old. Am I that old? Has no. it been 30 years? No. Okay. It's no. been a long ass time. <laughs> That's a lot of wax. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, it is. Um, it's difficult 
to be a modern woman. And I we really can only speak for ourselves here because women have decided to go about this differently, right? Yeah. Like everyone some women are like this is what my eyebrows look like. And right. some women right. say over my dead body. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. And like you get to make that decision for you. So everything we're talking about now is completely subjective, okay? <laughs> but if I did not wax, I would have a really amazing unibrow. <laughs> would you? I would. That's the one thing I wouldn't have. I don't have the unibrow. <laughs> because I remember my mom <laughs> taking me aside and oh saying, gosh, this is awesome. we have a problem. <laughs> and so I did what any normal teenager would do, which was a bottle of shave. Nair. Oh, just, gosh. Just shave. It was a razor or wits right down the middle. Shave just, that off. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was what, what culture was that really attractive? Ancient Greece? Did they go for the unibrow? I don't know. Is that, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. Like, we know that they've existed. And we know, like, the bearded woman's existed. Like, we're not weird. We just think about what's on our face differently than other cultures do and did. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. We're allowed to do that. I was watching The Mummy recently. Love Brendan Fraser. And Rachel Weiss is in that movie. This was probably when the late 90s that The Mummy came out. And yeah. Rachel Weiss is, you know, she's this Egyptologist librarian. And her eyebrows in that movie, they are like pencil thin. I mean, just like five They're hairs. garboed. They're totally just... And I was like, meow. I blame my teenage eyebrows on this. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because For sure, everything you saw... Right, the late yeah. 90s, early mm-hmm. 2000s, the eyebrows Even were mid-90s. Yeah. so yeah, small, yeah. so thin. It was like, how thin is too thin? No thin is too thin. Um, and it's difficult as a woman because you want to look relevant, but you don't want to be so caught up in those sorts yeah. of trends that you're constantly chasing this pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that ain't there. Mm-hmm. It's tricky. It is tricky. It's winter. We're getting organized. We're getting clean. We are washing our sheets from American Blossom Linens. Softer with each washing. These are our favorite sheets here on the show. You know this as fans of vintage linens. These are the best sheets ever. Shay and I love to call them modern vintage. And you need to be sleeping on them with a process called combing. All the rough fibers are pulled through these American-made, Texas-grown cotton sheets. This creates the softest, most beautiful sheets for your home. You will love them. I know you're in the mood to spruce things up. You want to make things fabulous for your home, beautiful. You want to survive winter in style. Do that with American Blossom Linens. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use this equally as beautiful coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEIK20 for 20% off sheets, duvets, beautiful linens that I know you will love as much as Shay and I do. AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Use the coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEIK20. 
Homemaker Chic listeners, you've heard us talk about it, but now is the time to take the next step in your grocery shopping, real food pantry stocking journey by doing your monthly shopping with Azure Standard. Right now, we want you to visit bit.ly forward slash Azure Chic and get shopping. Azure Standard is a family-owned, organ-based whole food grocer that delivers all around the United States each month. They'll connect you with a local drop-off point in your area, and then the fun really starts. That's right, Shay. So visit bit.ly forward slash Azure Chic. Build a cart full of the products that you need to run your home and kitchen, from cleaning products to plant starts to spices to dried goods, fresh produce to baking supplies, and everything in between. This is how we stock our refrigerators and pantries each month. Azure has exceptional offerings at a fraction of the cost of your local specialty markets or health food stores. Visit bit.ly forward slash Azure Chic right now and bring the fun back into your kitchen and pantry. For the past three years, I've encouraged women in their kitchen with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. If you've been needing a little more pep in your step when it comes to cooking delicious food, I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you will get five farm fresh inspired recipes each month created from my farm kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with those recipes so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. Together, we'll cook dishes like chicken milanese, plum and marzipan bread pudding, homemade harissa with summer vegetables, barley and wild mushroom salad, sourdough English muffins, caramel apple cake, wine poached pears with blackberries and bay, and so much more. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. So we had a listener send me this video. I, I mentioned it a few weeks ago and the conversation didn't really pick up, but she sent me this video of a woman in Hungary, maybe Poland. I'm not sure this. And I don't know, you know, this she's decided to stop removing her facial hair. Yes. And now she's a thing. Did you see this? I never saw the picture, but I I remember you mentioning this. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I want to see it. Can you find it? I want to see it. Uh, Did she do it just for cultural purposes? Like she did. I don't want to have to do this. Yeah, she's just like I'm. I'm done playing along. See, that's tricky though, because like, are we going to stop cutting our fingernails? Are we going to stop like brushing our teeth? Like, there's so right. many things we do to maintain our body. Like, when I have my period, I don't just like bleed all over everything and just oh be like, gosh. "Well, I'm not. I'm done playing along." <laughs> like, no, we wipe. Yeah. We clean ourselves. We wash our armpits. Like we, there are right. things that we have to do to mm-hmm. maintain our body. That's not some like crazy cultural pressure. That's just like being a nice person to be around. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's really, you know, she's she's upset people notice. She's upset they don't notice. She's upset women aren't allowed to look like this. She's upset men notice. It's very. It's an interesting video, okay. and it's really ugly i'm sorry like i know it's to each his own her own to each her own it is a lot of facial hair okay 
it's a lot. Well, here's what and I say. If you want to like, do well, that. Well, you got the attention you want. Exactly. Like you, you knew this was going to bring attention. So now you have the attention. You got it. <laughs> well, if that's what you want to do, then do that. But just be at peace with it. Be at peace with yourself, which she's she, from what I hear, is doesn't seem to be the case. You know, I don't care if people have unibrow. I don't care. I don't care how much makeup you wear or don't wear. Mm-hmm. I don't. That doesn't bother me. That's your face. Great. Go for go for it. Um, but you you know you gotta like no one else has any. How am I trying to say it? Like no one else owes your face anything. You know, does that make sense? Like, we don't owe this lady's face anything. I don't need to notice her face and be like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe you're doing that. Or, oh, you look so great. Go, girl. Like, that's just your But face. she put it out there. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, yeah. you're you on social media telling everyone why you quit waxing your lip. And I want to see this. Oh, my gosh. I need I to have context. You know what? For what? I'll look at it. You talk. Yeah, yeah you should. Kay. You could probably Google it and find it. Okay. Woman stops removing facial hair. You'll find it. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, and it is ancient Greece where they did the unibrow. There you go, right there. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, I see that. Right there. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I got this book from the library. I love uh, Lisa Eldridge. Do you watch her ever on Mm-mm. YouTube? Oh, my gosh, she's the best. Like, she's no, so okay. good that they asked her to do Liz Taylor's makeup. Like, she's that good. She's excellent. But this is her great. This is a great book on the history of makeup. Oh, that's fun. It's an excellent book. It's it it's called Face Paint. If you guys aren't watching paint, the video yeah. on Patreon. I mean, it covers, she covers like Nefertiti. <clears throat> she looks really historically at makeup. Making, making up yeah, her face. People have always, people have yeah. always done this. Okay. I see it. I see her. She's from Copenhagen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Denmark. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that is a significant amount of facial hair. It is. She's got a, I'm, Yeah. <laughs> Okay, it's growing in. I see. Okay, we're going through different different stages here. I mean, that's great. If that's what she wants to do, I don't want to do that. Don't. At all. <laughs> At I, all. I mean, I don't know what to say other than we do all kinds of things to maintain our bodies. Right. So don't feel like you're being peer pressured in some kind of crazy cultural box. It's like, no. We do all kinds of things like that. So I think everybody just has a different threshold of yeah. what bothers them. Exactly. Or what inspires them or, or what they want to see. Exactly. Yeah. And you get to do that for your my face. My threshold is um, baby's butt, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my threshold. <laughs> yeah. I don't want facial hair. There you go. Um, this Ugh. is actually a good time to to plug our season 10 sponsor, sure, uh, sure. Tubes & Co., so you guys have heard us talks about talk about Tubes and Co this entire season. T O U P S and Co.com. Use coupon code CHIC10 for 10% off of your purchase. But I feel personally like Tubes and Co has been such a massive blessing to my life. I mm-hmm. have struggled with acne for until I really cleaned up my diet, like in my mid twenties, like when I was a teenager in college, it was always something that I struggled with. Like a lot of people majorly cleaning up my diet helped a lot, but I didn't really understand skincare or taking care of your face until I met you. Hmm. And you were like, wash that makeup off girl. (laughs) And (laughs) my exact words were, you are not a prostitute. Wash your face. (laughs) Those were her exact words. That's a real friend right there. <laughs> um, I feel like finally trans sort of 
transitioning all my stuff to Toops and Co. feels a I can finally just like rest. Be like these are so clean. There's no mm-hmm. nasty ingredients in them, and to me that's really comforting because traditionally the things that I had tried to combat bad skin were crazy chemicals. I mean like mm-hmm. terrible stuff that would always end up bringing some sort of side effect after, you know, six months or a year of using it. It was Mm -hmm. God only knows what kind of chemicals went into my bloodstream. Um, And now with the regimen that I've got with my Tubes and Co. stuff, my skin has never felt better. But (laughs) that being said, you're still aging. You're still Mm – I texted my friend Amber this morning. I was like, I literally don't know right now if the answer is more makeup or less makeup. (laughs) I'm at oh, this that's huge a legit crossroad in my life. Like, yeah, yeah. What what are we doing here? Because I'll tell you, the one tubes product that I don't use is the concealer, simply because I apparently need a nuclear concealer. Like, this is this what my eyes look like now? Like, what? I'm sorry. What's what are we doing down here? What are we? Somebody punched you last night? Like, it's hmm. crazy. It's crazy, and apparently. The concealer is, I mean, it makes such a difference to me. It's like getting a facelift mm-hmm. when you've got a really, I don't know what the right word would be, saturated concealer. I don't know. Opaque. Opaque? opaque. I thought opaque yeah. meant like see-through. That's translucent. Oh, okay. Anyway. Transparent, translucent. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, and it's just, it's interesting because I always do my makeup in the kitchen while Stu and I are having our first cup of coffee and the lighting's really like dull and it's nice. And I put my makeup on. I'm like, okay, we're good. Well, the other night we had a supper party. So I showered in the afternoon, put my makeup on right before we went. And I was, so I was doing it in like late afternoon lighting. And I was like, I don't even know you. Mm-hmm. Who Like, what's happening? Yeah, you're basically like doing your makeup by like beautiful muted candlelight it's and it looks great oh my gosh (laughs) that's great i could not do that i'm like give me all the lights give me all the led rings and i need to know what's really gonna happen when i go out in public Mm. yeah yeah it's uh tricky it is tricky and then there's that whole line of like wanting to just age tastefully right Mm -hmm. You want to do your best as always, but you also want to have grace with where you're at. And I think there is no clear line. There's no like line I would draw in the sand for a woman and say, this Mm -mm. is where you can go and this is where you can't go. Um, Because I don't know. (laughs) Mm -mm. No way. (laughs) I don't even know where that line is for me. So why would I pass that on to somebody else? It's just there's. There's some things I want. Like, I want to look at microblading. My sister-in-law does microblading. How does she feel about it? She loves it. She'll just, like, sit there when we're hanging out and she'll just... No, 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 no. her face. No. Isn't that Uh, microblading? Maybe I'm using the wrong... Maybe one of us is wrong. I'm talking about, like, the almost, like, the semi-permanent eyebrow tattoo. Isn't that cool? Oh, yes. Isn't that called microblading? Yes, you're right. Okay. You're right. What's... Is this shaving your face? Yeah, you're talking about that little shaver thing. Yeah, she just shaves off her face. Um, Yeah, microblading, I don't know. know, I've never done it. I haven't either. It intrigues me. You you color in your eyebrows every day? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, just for definition, they're kind of like a weird gray-brown color. They're not the same color as my hair. They're just dull and (laughs) 
Ugh, I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. But like, I am a person, like, I freaking love makeup. I have no shame. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you like raise yourself on Marilyn Monroe. You're like, give me all the makeup. Mm-hmm. Give me all the eyelashes, all the red lipstick, all the concealer. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But like to, but the lighting thing, like even when we film this show, like I do my makeup in my bedroom and then I come in here and the setup, like I look like, look at my cheek. That looks like I, I hit it with like a paddle. It's so weird. Yeah. It's the heat from the light and everything, like nothing translates properly. Mm-hmm. It just starts corroding while we sit here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it. But I, I feel what you're saying about like at what age do you start dialing it down a little bit or softening it, softening it, or maybe you do less of one thing and more of another, like maybe. Yes. yes. I don't know. Yeah. I don't do my eyes and lips at the same time. Cause I just feel it feels overdone to me, you know, but even now, like mm-hmm. with my eyebrows, I look back on pictures from a couple of years ago. I'm like, what were we doing? What were, what was going on there? Yeah. Like that's so harsh. And mm-hmm. maybe it's just because I'm getting a little bit more softer about all the things in life. Like this last mm-hmm. year has really changed me in a lot of ways in that. And and it even in makeup, I mean, even in hair, you know, mm-hmm. I've somebody asked us an email, like, what do you guys use to color your hair? <clears throat> if you lo- go back to like our very first videos, I think that we recorded of this podcast two years ago, like I have bleached hair, bleached, bleached, bleached. Mm-hmm. And before that, I'd been coloring it kind of red for like six or seven years, maybe even oh, more, yeah, you a were long like, time. Yeah. It was red for a long time. Mm-hmm. And even that got to be too harsh. I was like, it just, I got to soften it all up. So now mm-hmm. I don't color it at all anymore. And I don't know if I will eventually again, mm-hmm. but for now, I don't know, just I find that's how I feel like I'm going to be aging. It's just sort of everything just gets a little bit softer other than my body mm-hmm. that's getting really hard but right. other than that everything's getting a little softer and, I, and it's mm-hmm. funny how our makeup reflects what's going on inside mm-hmm. isn't it mm-hmm. i think that's one reason women love makeup i'm going on a hot date with my husband i'm pulling out their red lips i'm making a statement right. i'm doing something this is special i'm feeling it right anyway I enjoy it a lot. Um, this is okay. So this is face paint, the story of makeup by Lisa Eldridge. I got out some resources here. Okay, and then this one is what I started with eons ago. This is an old book called Making Faces. Okay, cool. This I don't know how to say this guy's name. Kevin O'Quan, I think. Actually, the other day we referenced J Lo with all the glitter on her face. Mm-hmm. That was his makeup job. Okay. I remember. So he's the reason and that that tread sprint like wildfire. Yeah. Okay. He died, though. He died really young. Okay. Um, yeah, he's not alive. But he's really good. This is a – I mean, this book has got to be 20-some-odd years old. It's got, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow and Nicole Kidman and stuff in it. But he goes, you learn a ton about makeup reading this book. That's so fun. A ton. So tell me, Angela. Mm-hmm. Let's say for the for the homemaker, what role do you think that makeup or even just like skincare, putting your face on in whatever form that sort of takes for you, 
Like, mm. what does that offer her in her day? Like, why why go to the effort? Why f- find pleasure in it? Mm. You know? Well, considering, like we've said, there's so many different personalities and there's so many thresholds. I know there's people listening that have small kids and they're running a house and maybe they were in the career career world and now they're not or for her maintaining that taking care of herself that way and maintaining that presence every day i think it's going to keep her reconnected with that person and help her feel like you know the the joke is like oh the ponytail says you've just given up but it's going it, to that can help that type of person feel like they haven't given up mm-hmm. that they haven't lost who they were or they care they still care about presentation about how they present themselves even mm-hmm. if it's just to even if it's just to themselves in the mirror um mm-hmm. i don't go anywhere i feel a lot better when i put makeup on in the morning and i'm not like full face it's not like i'm always running around with like red lips all the time but i do give my <coughs> eyes some definition i clean up <coughs> excuse me dark circles under my skin Put a little mm-hmm. blush on so I don't look like a corpse and, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And then what I love about it is then if I do have to run an errand or somebody comes to the door, then I'm like, oh, great. I'm ready for I that. I feel good. Yeah. I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. And some people don't need that to be ready. I do. So. Mm-hmm. And I go without makeup all the time. I go in public without makeup. I'm not like that. I know there are diehards that like wouldn't be caught dead without their face on. They don't want. They don't want to be seen that way. I don't. I wouldn't I don't be caught care. dead without my face on, unless I'm you in wouldn't? like Hawaii or something. <clears throat> so no, you won't run to the store with no makeup. Mm-mm. Okay, but I I wear very little makeup. I mean, it takes me five minutes in the morning to do it. So mm-hmm. unless I'm going to schlup out in the garden all day, which is very rare. Mm-hmm. It's a special treat when it happens. But when I know I can commit myself to just like sun up to sundown in the garden. Then I won't bother with makeup. But other than that, I wear it every day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no more than five minutes. It can't, five minutes. It can't take too long. No. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I define my eyebrows. Mm-hmm. I put on some concealer. I put on mascara. And I put on some bronzer and blush. Um, Toops has this really great cl- c- cream blush that I love. Um, and that's it. I mean, it's really Mm -hmm. simple, but it's just enough to be like, I'm here. I'm here. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. (laughs) Right. And it does. It completely makes a difference in how I feel when I don't wear it, when I don't, when I haven't taken good care of my skin. I feel like when you feel when you don't brush your teeth Mm -hmm. where you're just kind of like, something's wrong. I'm kind of like scratchy and angry and like. (laughs) Yeah, something like doesn't when you need to right. wash your hair. When it's like five, when you need to wash five days too many dry shampoo in your hair. Yeah. You know, ew. Yeah. And, you know, I Stuart is not the type of man to be like, you must wear makeup. He doesn't care. No. But what he it's does care. care is knowing that I'm still putting effort in, in a way that I see valuable. You know, he mm-hmm. sort of lets me define what those terms are for me. But when he... He knows when I'm feeling good and when I'm feeling bad, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think any man appreciates the effort of his wife saying, I'm still bringing it. I'm still here. Like, yeah, trust me, there have been plenty of days where I haven't. And if you've ever had a C-section, I've had a couple uh, and your husband has to nurse you back to health after that. Like, you, 
<laughs> he needs some deposits in that bank account. <laughs> like you've asked a lot. <laughs> please find me attractive after this, please. Right. Uh, anyway, um, and so I think that that is so again subjective to the relationship. It's so subjective to the to the woman and her experiences mm-hmm. and where she's at and what she's doing and. Um, I think it's such a – I do think, though, it's such an opportunity to just do something. It's like putting on a nice dress or putting on a new pair of shoes or taking a shower and just feeling clean. Like, it's just one more tool in your tool belt to feel like, hey, even if I'm just teaching my kid math today, even if I'm just working out in the garden today, even if I'm just doing laundry today, or maybe I'm going to work on my online job or, you know, even if Mm -hmm. I'm just doing those things, I can still do those ordinary things in the best way that I can. And if it increases your joy um, or the way that you feel about yourself, the way that you, you act towards other people, because obviously how we feel, we project to the people around us. For sure. If it increases that by 3%, well, that's 3% you didn't have before. I'll take Mm -hmm. it, you know? And if working out adds another 3% and getting a nice blouse adds another 3% and making sure I wash my hair more than once a week adds 3%, like before you know it, you've actually built yourself to a better attitude. You've got Mm -hmm. some momentum. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. yeah, I think it's easy to sort of especially as a homemaker, it's just kind of easy to just resign and be like, well, I'm just at home and I'm just, you know, this is the way the Lord made my face. It's like, well, true. But he also made pigments. So. (laughs) Yes, he did. (laughs) He also made pigments. (laughs) So let's do that. It's like you always say your body wants to be fat. It's like some bodies Mm want to be hairy. Some bodies want to like you're fighting nature. We spend our whole life fighting nature. Right. So that's what I think about, like, the girl in Copenhagen. Like, I fought nature all the time. I'm fighting gravity every time I lift weights. Every time. Right. I'm like, but we're not going down to the mid-thigh. We're staying up here for as long as we're we staying can. up here. <laughs> right? We'd wear bras to hold our breasts in very unnatural positions. So what's wrong with a little mascara? <laughs> well, we I mean, we cut our hair, right? Right. We paint our nails. Nobody's got loop-de-loop <laughs> fingernails, you know? Uh, yeah. 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 It's mm-hmm. true. There's so mm-hmm. many things that we do to just feel comfortable in our skin. So so all that's to say, I don't think the homemaker needs to feel guilty at all. And she certainly doesn't need to feel superficial about it. Like somehow right. it's this just time and money commitment to just vanity for vanity's sake. That's really short-sighted yeah so yeah if it's important to you do it and if if it isn't that's okay and if it is that's okay yeah i feel like the shame is more on the end of maybe that's because i'm on that end of of caring and wanting to do that and you know i've been told before oh you should just go without makeup you know your skin is so nice well thank you but no, <laughs> you know, <laughs> appreciate that. Yes, I work really hard at my skin, mm-hmm. so the makeup looks better, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so funny, too, because that's so one of those things. I mean, you have committed so much time and effort and money to skincare over the years. Um, and it's so easy, too, for somebody to be like, oh, she just has nice skin. She's just she's just blessed with good skin. It's like, that. No, there's an element she's of She's neurotic. No, <laughs> but she's also neurotic. <laughs> 
I'm really not. Like two minutes in the morning, two minutes at night yep. since I was like 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing. You got on that bandwagon early. Really quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, I see where that train's going and I, I want see where that's going. in on it. I want it. Yeah. yeah. First class. First class, please. First class ticket, please. <laughs> um, do you think that the woman who doesn't participate in medical procedures do you think like she even stands a chance in our culture today? Nope. Yeah. I don't. I I and and that's okay. I think that you just have to know you cannot compare. If you are not going to for those of us that are not going to do that. Mm-hmm. We can't look at the beauty standards set by the culture and feel less than because they're all doing it. They're all doing it. They're all doing lip injections, Botox, fillers, slight rhinoplasty, a little chin bump here. Like it's, they're all doing it. it as natural, I think uh, it's really easy to think of like that you would recognize it. And they're so good these days. You don't, you don't. Mm-hmm. I follow a couple Instagram feeds that shows like the before and after and one's done by a plastic surgeon and he lists. He's like, here's what you see. You might not realize it, but here's what what's oh, been done. Really? The subtle changes between this picture in the late 90s and what you see today. Here's what's been done over the course of that time. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to look, you know, at even like somebody like Jennifer Lopez. Her skin is so beautiful. She looks so great. What is she? 54, 50? I don't know, you know, and just think, oh, she's just like she has beautiful olive skin she's done so well taking care of it yes and no (laughs) like it's just i think it's i do i think it's really important to remember that what you see has been enhanced doctored (laughs) well yeah whatever i mean yeah there's there's a lot of great technology out there and they're using it yeah so yep um again i'm not drawing lines in the sand for people i think that that's their Mm -hmm. personal thing to do but i have been having this conversation a lot with friends of mine because we are aging and it can be tricky, particularly if, you know, beauty is something that you've really tried to cultivate. Um, Mm -hmm. if you're aesthetically driven, um, and if it's, you know, become a part of things for you, I think it can be really tricky to just sort of submit to time and just be like, okay, well take, take it away, take away my youthfulness, take away my, you know, all this beauty that I held to. And that can be really hard. Um, But so we've actually I've been hashing this around this conversation around a lot with a lot of different people and sort Mm -hmm. of what we've come to in terms of like a healthy resolution um, that doesn't necessarily tell you exactly where to go or where not to go was obviously check your heart, check your heart. Mm -hmm. If you if you're doing this so that you can, you know, just stay attractive to the general public, like maybe just check your heart. Um, But two, I think I think. There is so- nothing wrong with a woman who wants to look her best and just mm-hmm. say, okay, I'm X amount of years old <clears throat> and here is yeah. where I'm at. Now, how can I look the best that I can now? And maybe that is, you know, less makeup. Maybe that's, a- maybe it's a, maybe a little bit more. Maybe you decide for you that it's none. Maybe you decide for the first time in your mm-hmm. life that you need, maybe would like to start wearing makeup. <laughs> You know, to feel mm-hmm. that way. Um, I think women are going to draw that line in so many different places, as they should. But 
But looking at us at your age and where you're at and saying, I want to look the best that I can is different than saying, I want to be 25 for the rest of my life. <laughs> yes. And so that was sort of in my mind, that helped me to sort of look at different things and just say, mm-hmm. is it looking the best that you can and ac- accepting where you are wholeheartedly and just mm-hmm. saying, here's where I am. I'm going to give it my best versus, oh man, like I am so angry that I'm 60 now. I'm so angry and I don't like it at all. And it makes mm-hmm. me feel terrible. So I'm going to go get a facelift. That mm-hmm. That's a completely different disposition. So I don't think it's any of the things. It's not makeup. It's not Botox. It's not filler. It's not any of those things themselves that are good or bad. It really is. What's the goal here? Because mm-hmm. you're going to get old. I'm going to get old. And you know what? Right. There is a piece of that that's really sad. And I think that there is a piece of it that can be really beautiful and can we just like acknowledge without gosh there's just so much shaming for people that feel differently okay i'm older than you are it is freaking uh alarming it's alarming when in your mind you're still 25 and you look up in the mirror and you're like whoa Mm -hmm. that and i you you are experiencing that in your own way you're not 25 Mm -hmm. But if if that is, uh, you know, you know me, I like to give people permission. If that has been hard for you, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. If not, wonderful. Doesn't, I mean, like, mm-hmm. but like, gosh, it's just shocking. Mm-hmm. Well, and like one friend of mine said, she's like, when when you've been told your whole life, you're really beautiful. And then over time, you're less, watching that fade. Less people say that and you're sort of watching yeah. that fade. That can be very tragic. <laughs> it's like, you know, that and yeah. that's not vanity. That's that's just somebody's experience of the world, right. you know, and something that's true. Um, mm-hmm. And it can be hard. It can be hard. You know, our bodies are important. Uh, we're image bearers. And the aesthetic is important and what we see is important. And and we are – That's okay. <laughs> not victims, but we live in our culture. This is actually the day and age we live in. Yeah. And there's a standard of beauty. Yeah. Sorry. There's always been a standard of beauty in any millennia, in any culture. What about it? In ancient Egypt? <laughs> you know. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I just think that's fascinating when you go back and you read through scripture and you're like, you know, so and such was really beautiful. So and such was yeah, not yeah. beautiful. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> no one was <laughs> probably shaving their unibrow, but there were still people <laughs> who were seen as beautiful. And that should be yeah. that's a good thing. Like mm. that that's that's okay. Um, it's okay for people to be beautiful. It's okay for people to try to be beautiful, to try to be the most beautiful version of themselves. It's okay to, um, encourage them so that they can have that confidence. Does that mean we're, that's where we find our identity or our purpose? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's okay. Homemaker, there's nothing vain about you. If you want to put a beautiful pink lipstick on, and dance around your kitchen while you're making mac and cheese for your three little kids. Mm. Go mm. for it. That doesn't make you vain. That's fine. 
Hmm. I'm not going to grow my facial hair out. I am not growing my facial hair out. You know, I actually have to- I'm going to keep combating it. <laughs> I feel oh my, my chin gosh. just to make sure. I know. <laughs> I actually- D- Disturbing. I only do my eyebrows. I had my eyebrows done this morning, believe it or not. Thanks, Andrea. See, that's the thing, like the microblading, that's what freaks me out is I do all my own stuff. Mm-hmm. I would have to like show a picture of what how I shape my eyebrows in the morning with the pomade or whatever that I use yeah. and say like, this is what I want it to look like. Don't get artistic. <laughs> I know my face. I don't like some people really, they need, yeah, they need the help. Okay. They, but I know my lines. I got the grid. I know what's happening here. <laughs> like, yeah, I have never, ever, ever had my makeup done by somebody and liked it. Yeah. Like at Sephora or yeah. the Chanel counter or something. I'm just like, please just get me a washcloth. Yep. Yeah. Now I just now I'm like, get away from me. Don't don't. <laughs> the only time I ever had that done was at Sephora. I went with my friend Natalie just for a fun thing to do and they put my makeup on and I didn't know at the time, but they contoured Oh, this was the they contour contoured bit. my nose. And I had no I couldn't even know what contouring was. And I didn't I didn't really see it. And then I mm-hmm. went back we went back to Natalie's house. Our husbands were there and Stu was like, What? <laughs> with your nose. <laughs> I didn't know you could make a nose look so different. And also yeah. it made me feel like, but my nose doesn't look like that. This is my nose. Yeah. And like, I right. like it. It's mine. Right. It was weird. It made me a different person. I didn't like it. Couldn't wash that off fast enough. Mm-mm. But then when um, there was years ago, don't look this up. There was an Atlantic article on me and they made me into a cartoon they made like a caricature version of me and i'm like i'm sorry my nose does not look like that you're just being mean (laughs) yeah when i saw that and i thought does shay have a big nose that i've never (laughs) noticed what like what am i missing here i I have a big nose i don't think shay has a big nose weird it was weird but they also gave me boobs you know tit for tat so (laughs) i never said anything Listen, that is unrealistic. You need to fix that nose and make me a double A, please. Right. Oh my gosh, what a Oh, riot. it's good. I hope I hope that made uh skincare and your face fun again, ladies. Like, yeah. It's oh, I love the emails that we get from people that were like, "Listen to your podcast, put on a nice blouse on a Wednesday, put on lip gloss, wore some mm-hmm. perfume, shaved my armpits." And my husband was like, "Who dat?" <laughs> I like it. (laughs) I love it. We get a lot of those. We do. Yeah. Yeah. We do. And I love the different forms that it takes for different women. Um, I love that we're individuals. I think homogenization is so boring and Mm. so not the way that we should be. Um, We have so much like we do have so much room here for just individual ideas and creativity and expression. And like that's such a fun thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it such a fun thing. So have fun with it again. Yeah. Yep. And we are, you know, we we started this show saying we were going to do, we were going to rescue the art of homemaking in red limps and no denim jumpers. And that's because we just kind of wanted to crack open that homemaker stereotype just a little bit. So mm-hmm. no matter how you choose to present yourself or take care of yourself, we are here with you to encourage you 
in this great thing that we do every day, and that's keeping our homes. We're so happy you're mm-hmm. here. We want you to join us over on patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. That's where you can uh, become a patron of the show and have uh, full video access so you can see our wrinkles and our mustaches <laughs> and our flat chests and everything we're always talking about. and uh, All the beautiful we're stuff also that writing- makes us us. <laughs> Yeah, right. We're also writing a book, Homemaker Chic, the book. And on the weekends, we try to give you little excerpts of that book. So um, as a patron, you're going to be supporting the process of that. Because as you know, we live very far apart. And we're going to have to get together to Mm -hmm. take some photographs Mm -hmm. of our wrinkled faces. So yeah. (laughs) It'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be great. Be sure to join us on Thursday. Yep. We're going to season finale. Take a look at this season. And we will be announcing our fangirl call. So if you want to sit down with us live, uh, then be sure you're a fangirl over on Patreon on Thursday. We will be giving you the date and time of that little shindig. Yep. We'll Sounds good. Okay. See you Thursday, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.